Hello and welcome back to the State of Play podcast episode 120. You're where you're your favourite, very, very inconsistent European and American soccer show. Uh, I'm your host, Pep Barisha. Uh, we haven't posted for a while once more. However, I am joined by uh, Martina. How are you good, doing, man? Good, good. Yeah, uh, I haven't been on in about a month, I think. And this is the first episode since the 29th. Yeah, just very... I think it's working because t- both of our clubs are having their best seasons in probably half a decade. Well, definitely. Well, you guys more so half a decade or so. But us, it's the best in a decade. So maybe it's working every three weeks. Yeah, it's been, it's been our best since Leicester won the league. So, yeah, you can say what you will about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a sack of bill offence in itself, wasn't it? Like Leicester win the league. Um well, I mean, look, fresh off the press, we were supposed to record at two o'clock today when, like, so that's like two hours and two and a half ago, hours ago, Pep was at that time being asked about Haaland. And in that interview, he was like, can't talk about him. He was just nodding when people were asking about Haaland. And lo and behold, Man City at 3.43pm, so about an hour ago now, tweeted the Man City have confirmed that They have reached an agreement in principle with Borussia Dortmund for the transfer of striker Erling Haaland to the club on the 1st of July 2022. The transfer remains subject to the club finalising terms with the player, aka in normal speak, we've activated his release clause. Thank you very much, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, And a reported lower fee than what was being said. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And the reported wages aren't even ridiculous either. Honestly, like they're they're gonna is it is it like three hundred? He's, he's getting the same as Kevin De Bruyne. So City's two. Well, I don't even know if you. Well, that, how about this? A good question then. If he's getting paid the same amount as their best player, is Erling Holland their best player now? Or is he still behind De Bruyne in your eyes? Is he <laughs> even better than I? I don't know. Like Bernardo Silva this season think, was definitely think, better than Holland. I think De Bruyne's their best player, right? I think. Definitely the best midfielder in the world. See, I said this um, and I got so much shit for it because people were still saying <laughs> Luca, which is... No, come on. Like, you you, you can... It's kind of like Chiellini and Benucci in the Euros, right? Are either of them the best centre-backs in the world? No. Could they, like... Do they have the mentality and the ability on their best day to win you a or get you to a final like Modric has done, like Casemiro has done, like Cruz, Benzema? Um, but, but either way, you know, we, players... we shouldn't get too off topic with it. Yeah, because yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to because we because um, the other part of it was it's just not even Holland going to City. It's that Adeyemi is officially from Salzburg to Dortmund and, and then there's oh, yeah that and so, well? yeah it, yeah so and, and that's been something that's been kind of rumored and reported for a while that's just the typical Dortmund move we'll we'll see where Adiemi goes I'm sure we'll have a podcast for that when he gets sold from Dortmund because I'll just say it straight up and I don't really care about how the structure of ownership works in Bundesliga they're a joke of a team with no ambition and that's all I have to say <laughs> they really they have no ambition but it's, like, it's but, pathetic but but what can they do, Martino, when, like, the only way that they got one of the premier talents in the world mm-hmm. in Erling Haaland was by promising that he has a release clause, right? So, so, so like, what well, else then do you why, do? Then why get him if you're going to be selling for a lot less and you're not really keeping a core around him that's going to win something of significance? They didn't even build a yeah, team okay. that was even close to Bayern to win the league. They, they put out a DFB no, Pokal the the, championship winning team, and that's it. That's it. That's all they do. The, the other side of it is, though, he leaves. They still have Bellingham, Rainer. Sorry. For now. Yeah, yeah, for now. But still, like, they still have them, those two. They've still got, um, uh, you know, Adiemi coming in. They've still got Daniel Marlin, who's adapted after his first season. Still got Marco Royce. They are going to have Nico Schotter back. They are going to have a few other players, I'm sure, that kind of get uh, shifted. I know Akanji. We know Akanji. And, and, and they're all great moves. They're, they're all great moves, though. But is are any of these moves long term enough to t- challenge Bayern for that Bundesliga title? And my and my answer is no. And then because probably probably not because Bellingham's like, gone next summer easily. Properly, but he is 18, mm-hmm. right? He is sure. still 18. So oh god. Um, 
Chelsea defender Antonio Rudiger has just yeah. today signed for Real that's, Madrid, literally yeah, yeah, two minutes yeah, yeah. ago. That too, there's been a big rumor. Uh, he's on nine to 10 million euros net. Wow. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty bad for Chelsea. Uh, four years, so 40 million over four years net after tax is team, a lot of money. A team that just made U, UA for Champions League final is potentially adding <laughs> Antonio Rudiger, who is, listen, I think off of the Bosman, I don't think he's that, I don't think he's that great. I don't think he's a top five center back of the world. I think over the past like two seasons. No, but he's an improvement I, on what exactly. they've got. And that's what I was going to say. If you get someone like him on a Bosman, like... He's going to be good enough those four years, and he's good enough to win you the league. He's clearly good enough to win you a Champions League because he's done that. Maybe I don't think he'll be as good as he was last season at Chelsea. I think that was just really lightning in a bottle type thing. And he's still a really tough... Also, three, let's be honest, three at the back tax is so uh, real, yes, right? Like, as well. They're not I mean, like, could you imagine, like... Antonio Rudiger playing in like a Liverpool system where you're basically left at your on your own and Joel Matip and Van Dijk or, or Canate and Van Dijk and having to, you know, be switched on like that. Can you imagine him playing in a four at the back for Well no, because because we because we saw him the majority it's, of his Chelsea tough. contract not be that great until the back end of it, until yeah. Tuchel arrived, right? Then you could really say, yeah. Wow, he adjusted he he really, you know, justified that price that he was sold and it wasn't anything crazy it was around like 30 million euros at the time from roma yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean he what he was considered not really worth the money he was considered a flop of a transfer like it it mm. just really wasn't someone that was screaming oh yeah the second that chelsea had him those first couple of seasons he was easily a top 10 center back in the world he was was he was he even a top 10 center back in the premier league I don't even know about that at that point. He was on the probably the back end of it, if he was, especially upon arriving initially. So, yeah, I mean, listen, Real Madrid improved there. I don't think he's ever been that good in a three. I really don't. Um, it's not better than Thiago Silva. Yeah. No, 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 no. But again, Thiago Silva in a four wouldn't be great. But then he's again, saying, he's yeah, so he so gets he a pass at least. He's not the guy <laughs> who's asking for nine to ten million euros now. Uh, listen, for... Let's talk. Let's go back to talk about sure. Harlem for a bit, because <laughs> um, I suppose that is the biggest <laughs> terrible episode. Um, do, do you think he's chosen the right? I don't club? know. I've thought about this, and I don't know. Like, do you like the the type of player or striker that he is? Who would you say out of all the Pep Guardiola strikers that he's had in his managerial career is he most similar to? <laughs> I want you to answer this. Uh, it's not, it's okay, how did that it didn't go well, but I think that was more of an off the pitch thing. I you think? think it's a little bit of everything because he was he was a such a both, he was such a look. he's such a different and unique striker. I think Holland's work rate is greater than what Slatan's was at that time, and you could also mold what Holland is currently into what Pep needs from a striker. What Slatan was at that point in time was arguably the best striker in the world, right? You could say when he was leaving from Inter. Yeah. Um, besides the guy that he was involved with in, the, in that move. Um, I guess you could say like Drogba and Neto and, and those guys at the time with the, those top strikers. Yeah. It, it's different. But for me, I think the biggest concern actually would be injuries. And we're talking about an injury-riddled mm. player off of this season where we're going to a league where they you guys have 20 fucking competitions and these guys are playing nonstop. Again, City has the unbelievable depth. Julian Alvarez involved with that. We'll see what happens because I think there's got to at least be one to two guys on the way out. It's definitely Gabriel Jesus is probably going to Arsenal. And then... Go on, you guys. I, like, maybe Mares. Is it Mares or Sterling that are on the way well, out? Well, Mares and Sterling both have a year left. Uh, so does Jesus. I... Um, it's a surprise to me that Jesus and Mar uh, and Jesus and Sterling weren't extended last year, but I suppose Man City knew that the the writing was on the wall from a you know from a Erling Haaland perspective, from a Mbappe perspective, from a you know a Jao Felix perspective. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, of yeah, like a player that they would want to set could... themselves up for that. It, oh, is it worth extending? I understand not extending Mares because. That's just like yeah, eventually he's, he's 31. Now. He's on the back end of his. He's still f amazing. 
but you always wonder how fresh he actually is due to that depth up front, right? Like, you know how, how much easier it could be if you're a Manchester City player? And I'm just, I'm not saying it's easy in general, yeah. but it's a lot easier as a Manchester City player if you know someone is capable of taking over for a month straight for me if I'm not good enough to go, right? Like, Jack Grealish good enough to take over for Raheem Sterling on the left side for a month if need be for City? Yes, right? Even, in the, like, price aside right for the amount that Grealish was sold for is is he viable enough for Raheem Sterling as your backup absolutely like no doubt like he is and and that and that's why he's able to take minutes off like that I think you probably sub with that I do absolutely think they should keep Sterling though I I think he's actually one of the most underappreciated wingers of his generation I don't think he's anything Ballon d'Or worthy I don't think anyone would ever say that I'm not saying that but what I am saying is, at the end of his career, you're going to see the top-scoring wingers in the Premier League or even the top-scoring forwards in the Premier League, and Sterling is going to be near the top of that list, and we're going to be like, fuck, he was that good for that long. And I think that's that type of player they keep. I think they're going to keep him. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not as high on Sterling as, as a lot of... I know a lot of people rate him, but I don't know. Like, I just think... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, ju- I just think that... Whilst he can be molded into a team and if that team plays a specific way, he can prosper. I don't know if he is as malleable a player. Like, I don't think, for example, if you think about, I don't know, someone in the similar age group, like Serge Gnabry, mm-hmm. right? Who is a better footballer, like Serge Gnabry, who could play in a more vari- a bigger variety mm-hmm. of systems, Serge Gnabry. Raheem Sterling, like, you know, you look at the Chelsea final last year in the Champions League final, awful. Like, he was really, really bad. Um, he's had a few other bad games. And, like, like, he scores a lot of goals. And he's developed that knack of scoring. And I think that's a uh, a really important thing. But I kind of liken him to, and I know this is a really strange comp, but like a Bamiang in the sense that if there aren't goals, there is literally nothing. <laughs> And oh, that's so like Ronaldo of, currently? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but like, it, I think but, that's but, fine. But it's great. But that's fine to do when you're yeah. like, that's fine to do when you're 37, <laughs> right? But like, I think when you're a 26 year old winger, I mean, I mean, I mean, Sterling, school. Sterling has been around for years, and that's and that's the thing yeah. too. Is like, if you're offering this new contract, what is he going to look like at the back end of his like late 20s, and yeah. early 30s, right? Like, how how gracefully is he going to age in the Premier League? Probably not that great. If he were to go somewhere else. I mean, where like that's the that's also the thing too that we always talk about with these transfers. It's like, yeah, player X is going to leave, but where is team X going to come in to play here? Who is going to pay Raheem Sterling those wages that could use a left winger on that side that is willing to pay for him that is okay with how he is going to be within five years' time? And the question mm. and the answer is no one. In the Premier League? Like, who's going to do it? Arsenal's not going to do that. Doesn't make sense. Liverpool... No, he's on a massive Liverpool literally not going to do that. United, if they're moving in the direction they want to move in, they're not going to do that. Chelsea, probably not, right? So, we're kind of looking at who now? A La Liga team overpaying uh, for him? Back to Liverpool? Well, that's what I was just saying. <laughs> Liverpool's not going to do it. Why would they? If you have Mane and Luis yeah. Diaz. Luis Diaz is... Is not not even to be disrespectful. But, but Mane, Mane, Mane and Salah have a year left, right? So... <sighs> I mean, it would be, listen, I'll just say it straight up, and this isn't with work stuff right now because it's the state of play. Liverpool would be <laughs> fucking stupid to get rid of Mo Salah. Like, it would be, like, I don't care oh, if they yeah, do yeah, any yeah. good business because they do do great business, but get the fuck out of here. You get rid of Salah, there's, there's no justification for it. You pay the man what he's worth right now. Like, he is every, he is. Yeah. But but would you keep both? Um, Mane is a tricky one. I, I genuinely do think that because I do think Mane's had an unbelievable season, right? In terms of accomplishments and what it's going to do for, you know, vi- revisionism on his career. Like this is like the, the, the <laughs> season that everyone's going to be like, look what he won. He won AFCON. He's probably going to win. You know, they won the League Cup. It could be FA Cup. They could be another Champions League. That's like the kind of season where he's producing. He's mm. winning trophies. That's like Sadio Mane, one of the best African players of all time, and rightfully so, because he is. But is he better than Luis Diaz right now? No, I don't think so. I don't. He's scored less goals than Diego Yota as well. 
That's another player, too, that I think they consider getting rid of. No joke. <laughs> seriously. Diego Jota. I think no they do way. consider it. With no it. I bet you by summer 2023, at the end of summer 2023, I don't think Diego Jota... I think there's a good chance he's not a Liverpool player. Yeah, maybe. But it depends who comes I like in, him, right? though. Uh, him. He's very good. I think he's, I think he's a really... I, I don't know. He's kind of like Son in the way that he's not an amazing footballer. But because he's such a good finisher, it's I know this gold, might yeah. hurt you to say this. Or uh, is Son a top five player in the world right now? Form? Uh, I don't think he's top five player. I think I think he's the best finisher in Prem history, though. And maybe that's a, that's a that's a hot take for you. If you consider like left foot, right foot. Wait, yeah. So so what do you I so think, what do you I, mean by I, that? Because I think, it's a very like broad. I think in terms of every type of finish, one on one finishing, left foot, right foot. I think he's probably there, right? Ronaldo Ronaldo is the, in terms of ways to score, Ronaldo's easily the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, I agree, right? But like, I think in terms of, I don't know, in the Premier League? I, yeah, come on, probably, come on, come on, probably come on. Ronaldo. It, it is, it is him, it is him. And he's showing it again. But but he's, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, it's crazy. He was—he's the problem. Um, and, I, th- uh... I, I think, I think he is. I think he is exposed for what he is currently because they can't hide those holes well. The same way Juve couldn't do it. Yeah. If Ronaldo isn't giving you work rate on the flank and not providing fantastic service consistently, you need to make up for it in other areas. And the way United yeah. and Juve are constructed. That doesn't exist. Both of those mm. sides, out of all the great clubs in the world, right? But and and I would like big clubs like to popularity, success, Juve, Manchester United, and you guys to an extent, Arsenal have. And I'm not going to put Spurs in there because they're not in this conversation, in my opinion. They have the shittiest midfield right now. Like out of all like the really really big teams, like to be honest with you, I don't like. United is is abysmal. It's it's terrible. I mean, I'd I'd rather I'd rather Arsenal's midfield than Barcelona's. Easy. Pedri alone. Who who have they got in midfield? Busquets. Arsenal Bus- have also have Thomas. Would you, so so would, Busquets, you, would you would you okay, Frankie Frankie De Jong? Odegaard is is probably better than Pedri right now. Like, yeah, I mean, I think he had a more is. overall consistent season. But the best the best. Of matches, I think probably Pedri's putting in the yeah. Pro- he probably has the highest peak, but but either but either way, that's someone... that's the point though, right? Like these club these clubs yeah, aren't yeah. doing that. And I think another important thing to switch on topics perfectly is Paul Pogba's situation. I I think, and mm. I've been saying it. I think he goes to PSG. I think it's leaning that way. It's, yeah, that's it, the report. It, it uh, makes all the sense morning. in the world for all parties involved. Juventus is not going to be able to offer those types of wages. I think he would thrive there again, but. PSG is the perfect place. You go back to France, you could potentially go and win a second World Cup in your career. You completely rejuvenate yourself. You know, that's Mm. like, think about that. A a healthy state of mind, Paul Pogba, with that PSG team. We'll see what happens. I still think Mbappe goes. I think if he stays at PSG, it's definitely a short-term contract. I don't think it's longer than three years. I think he stays until Messi goes. If if that were to happen, I still think he goes to Real Madrid. I'm just saying if. But if like, who wants to manage a team with Pogba, Verratti, Messi, Neymar? Like, who wants to? Do I mean, that? you're making it sound worse than it does out loud because you just named like some of the most talented players ever. Sure, sure, but, no, no, um, but like. But you know, but but we've just discussed with Ronaldo you, you, why it doesn't you, work, you, right? You imagine know what, having imagine having four you, you of those players. You know what players. I think it is? I think it's just it's not even the players. I think it's that environment at that club. I think, I think the higher ups at that club are not easy people to work with. And I'll be straight up with you again: Leonardo does not deserve a job, bro. How does he still have that job there? <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Okay, I I I get what you're saying in terms of it's the like the, the the club but i'm sorry you're telling me that if neymar messi pogba and verratti were at barcelona they could still be some sort of like pressing machine there's no way 
Like it's the same. Like Ronaldo could be at any club. Like whatever the mentality, he's not. He just doesn't. No, have no, legs no. And they press. shouldn't do that, right? Because you're supposed to make up for it in other areas. Like if, which is what we were just saying on Ronaldo. Like sure, Messi can't press like he used to, but just get fucking open and he's gonna get you the ball and score, right? And you just pick up the side. Like um, I believe it was Tom Scholes, a good friend of our ours on the podcast, uh, when they were highlighting why. PSG are not going to be good. And even Lias as well was was talking about this. They don't press as a fucking team, right? You, It's okay if one, like, for example, with United, it's okay if Ronaldo isn't constantly pressing, in my opinion, right? Okay, that's okay. You could get away with that. I, I think you honestly can. But you can't have four fucking guys not press. You just can't. You can't win the trophy you want to win for that. Because you want to know why? Because the other team's going to press you that hard. And you're not going to be able to win the ball. And how, yeah. are you, how are you going to expect to win? And these guys aren't getting any younger. They're not getting any healthier. Like, why are we... We, we can't sit here and assume Neymar is going to play 35 games again in his career over a season. Why should we? Mm. What's, what's the evidence to back that up? he's never done it before. But No, like, seriously, it's, it's embarrassing. And, and, you know, whether or not it's his body failing him or he's not treating it well, it's a problem. And, first of all, that midfield's shit. I'm sorry. There's one guy there. There's one guy that's good. And even him, he's volatile. Verratti's volatile. And injury, and injury, and prone, injury prone. He could pick up a yellow card, get suspended in one thing. And next thing you're looking at is like, Gini Wijnaldum and, and Paredes have to lead us to the Champions League against one of the <laughs> greatest groups of Champions League midfielders ever. In Real Madrid. These are the situations they get. And who constructed this team? Leonardo. Let's go spend all these high wages on a goalkeeper like Donnarumma. Great. But we're not going to move Kaylor Navas, right? We're just going to create a ton of friction within that dressing room and try and figure out, yeah, this guy's our cup keeper. This guy's our league keeper. But wait, we're not always going to play them in the league and cup like we say we are. So we're just going to complete... <laughs> Create complete fucking chaos. Then we're going to have our forwards not be healthy. The other young superstar, we're going to reject nearly 300 million euros over the summer with just a year left on his contract. He may or may not stay. We're just going to try and keep him because we want to give 100 million euros to his younger brother who's done absolutely nothing, right? So to me, I think that club is just the perfect example of money does fucking nothing if you have no idea what your plan is. Because we, we said it last summer. Pat, anybody could say, do you want to sign Leo Messi? And you'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. Do you want to sign Gigi Donnarumma if you have the fee or salary for it? Yes, I'll do it. That's not hard. A monkey can do that. A fucking orangutan that Jane Goodall was studying in the fucking jungle could do what Leonardo did this past summer, okay? The, the fact that they can't get a team together like that. And Pat, how many times have we not mentioned the amount of elite talents they have let go, Right. Like, have you... I mean, Kristen Kunku now and Diaby are having their best seasons ever. And, you know, I'm not saying they could use them or they'd start, but like, just you've got the best stomping ground for football. Your own league, your ever. own league too. Forget about, forget about yeah. your youth system. The league, Kamavinga's in your fucking backyard. He goes to Real Madrid for 30 million, which could be... An all-time and it looks like the same is going to happen with Chalmers, yeah. right? They, they, they're Chalmers, saying yeah. they're saying it, it, it really kind of depends on this summer if they get Mbappe or not. I think it all like turns out. But again, like Lille beat them in the league. What do they do? Do they grab anybody from Lille at all? Nope, literally no one. This this team beat you. You have unlimited funds, and you've lost the fucking league twice to the same director, by the way, who created both of those teams in in Compost with Monaco. And then Lil again. I like you know how embarrassing that is as a whole. I think it is the biggest embarrassment ever that they don't win the league every single year. I'm sorry, it just is. There's there's no way to justify it. And to me, I, I like if you're killing Mbappe, do you even stay on for two years, even if Messi and him? To me, I don't. Why would you? I wouldn't. I don't think that team's going to win anything. Like, I, I just don't see Messi, Neymar in the same team working at, like, the elite level. I, 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 like, at this point. And if you add Pogba and Verratti to that mix, there's just no structural cohesion there. Um, and I just don't see that working, personally. I, 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 I don't. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't get it. I don't think they put Messi in the bet. Like, stop putting Messi out wide. It, uh, like, come on. What year is it? Like we can't, we can't do that. The guy, the guys, the guy, the guy's still like a top three creator in the world. Fucking put him in the best position to do that. It's okay if Messi's not scoring 30 goals a year because he's a fucking 10. 
It's not his job to do that. It was amazing when he was doing it because he's one of the best players ever. But he's not like that anymore. The same thing with Ronaldo. You don't put Ronaldo on the wing anymore, right? But also, the the thing is, he he can still I think, score. I think, I think goals, it was a right? rather just, unfortunate season for goal scoring. I'll just be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really bad. But also, like to your point, if you're not playing within the width of the goal and you're 35, you need to have the athleticism of like Mo Salah to be in the middle of the box like mm-hmm. all the time and you know he still underperformed his his goal tally uh, considering like xg and stuff like that but still like <sighs> i don't know like but the but the but the thing is like I go ch- and get someone who can finish his chances then if he creates so many right like i mean i mean he, he's got he's got Mbappe, well well, right? well yeah of course but again and when mbappe is doing other things as well because your team is also so shittily constructed that you don't have Neymar the majority of the time. You don't have other midfielder creators that could like help put that. Like the midfield that Messi just played with this past season is the worst of his career, which is like crazy. It's crazy, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's genuinely insane. And and the Barca midfield last year was trash too. Like I, like there's bigger names than they are actual performance wise. Like look look like look at these guys that they played with Ronaldo and Messi, the midfielders that they played with Pet the past. Three seasons. If we read out the list out loud, we would throw up. Seriously, you know who the best midfield? It's it's Verratti's the best midfielder. But who's the second best midfielder that those two have played with in recent years? Think like genuinely think about it. Uh, PSG. No, no, no. Messi and Ronaldo, who they've both played with the past three seasons. Name the second best midfielder after Marco Verratti. You can't name a fucking good one. I can't. You can't. It's like it's like Leandro. Is it is it McTominay? I, I don't even know. Is it Fred? Is it, I is don't it Fred? Fucking, is it, it might Fred? be 2022 Fred. That's terrifying. It might It might genuinely be 2022 Fred. I think, I think Fred, it is. I think it is. Because I don't see Frankie D. That <laughs> but that's, but that's oh, just kind of where they're both at. Um, so what? So I guess we'll go to the title races here. Um, <clears throat> we'll go back to the <laughs> Premier League, I guess, towards the back end to wrap this up. It's not completely lost. I was looking at the schedule last night, or it was early this morning, I'm not really sure. Um, half asleep most of the time. But we're kind of like looking at a potential, like this is just, I would love this drama for the Premier League. It would be fantastic. Mm. City's final match of the Premier League season is against who, Pet Berisha? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, oh, I do. They have West Ham next and they have... Uh, West Ham second to last. West Ham second to last, and then who's the last? You'll love it. You'll love it when you see it. I'll let you. I'll let you get a second. I'm just gonna keep talking because it's bad. It's bad podcasting if we have dead air. Um, but but you'll see it. You'll see the storyline I'm going for when when you pull it up. Oh yeah 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 now yeah, you yeah, see yeah. It. yeah. But there's there's just no shot that that team can win. Like there's Listen. no chance Villa are taking points <laughs> of them. Like I do, do. Do you remember the tweets that were going around where it was like. I really feel bad for who City have to play next after they got knocked out of Real Madrid. <laughs> and it was Newcastle fans just being like, yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah, yeah, us. Yeah, and it was 5-0. Yeah. And Newcastle, since January, have picked been up, amazing. I think, the third most points. Yeah. So to get battered 5-0 is... is ba- like, they'll probably go to Wolves tomorrow It was win. so Juve of City to do that. Yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> It Depressing was, crash was, out of the Champions League crazy. and just beat up on a domestic team, regardless of who it is. And you should be like, where the fuck was that midweek? Listen, I think that's wrapped up. I think that Liverpool did this to them. And we had this conversation in the WhatsApp. I think it's completely justified and well-deserved by Manchester City to win this league. Like, there's nothing that we could sit here and mope about that if you're a Liverpool fan, because you had two opportunities to face this team, right? Everybody does every single year against each club, okay? Not in those 180 minutes did we sit there, Pepperisha, and say, yeah, you know what? Liverpool's the best team in the league this year. Look at what they're doing in City. It was the other way around. City completely controlled that game. And that's why you know, too, Liverpool fans did not want to face City in that final. Like, they did not. I'll be honest with you. And I've seen Liverpool fans say it, and even Jamie Carragher was saying it. I don't know if you get him out uh, in the UK because we get him on Paramount Plus over here. <laughs> but even he was saying it. I, I agree with him. Why would you want to face City if you were Liverpool in that final? Getting Real Madrid, like, no, give me give me my chances with that one. Because I do think Liverpool is going to win that 3-0. I, really? I do. I think they're going to beat Real Madrid. I, I think know. they're going to win their Champions League. It's going to be fucking miserable because they're going to tie us now. But it's I, I don't see them beating them. But again, 
this was so well deserved by City. I think so. This is I. I kind of think I know where you're gonna go with this, but <clears throat> out of all the dynasties, right? Correct in the new Premier League. So like in the '90s, right when they revamped it. What is the best dynasty to have taken place domestically in the Premier League? Is it Pep's City or Sir Alex Ferguson's Manchester United? Uh, Obviously, the times haven't been lined up the same. Pep has, Pep has not been there as long as Sir Alex Ferguson is. Probably no one's going to be in that club as long as him again. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, you tell me. Um, I still think it's Ferguson. However, what I will say is... Pep's second all time. It's coming up to be, right? I mean, Mourinho's... I guess what Mourinho did... I think you could say... Would you say it's and more iconic I, I, I think, for what Mourinho did? I, I I think if Guardiola wins this title, it'll be four and five, right? Which is pretty And then ridiculous. also, like, the one season they lose it is, like, Liverpool gets off to a ridiculous start and City has were decimated with injuries that I can't even remember yeah. the club getting decimated with, right? Like, I mean, Liverpool yeah. didn't have a lot last year, but still. I, yeah, and... The only thing I can uh, like, Wenger I think is probably still second if you consider that. I think I think that like I for me the way I look at it, and I'm sorry to cut you off, is like, what was a manager giving in terms of resources and club backing and and just overall talent around? I think Wenger did arguably the I think he did the best job out of any manager in terms of like relative to talent. But he didn't do the greatest job out of, you know, like, like, listen, Sir Alex Ferguson won all those trophies. You can't argue it, right? Like, it's just factual. But what Wegner did, I mean, dude, like, I'm not even trying to, like, toot my horn to you right now or to, like, like, you know, like, to just get, like, bonus points. But how, how could you argue that? No disrespect to Arsenal, but, like, the talent difference yeah, is just insane. Yeah, it's, uh, he did miraculous things, really, up until probably about 2007 2008 unbelievable dynasty arsenal <laughs> i i think he's he's still second i think you've got to say that Mourinho's third like i hate the guy but to come in to your first big five like he was at porto right to come into your first top five european like team and win the premier league after it was basically just wenger and ferguson like you've got to think about it right like alex ferguson won in 92, 93, then 94, sorry, 95, then 96, then 98, 99, 99, 2000. Mm -hmm. So basically from 97 Mm -hmm. to 2003, it was basically Arsene Wenger and Alex Ferguson winning titles. You come in with your first big job, with all due respect to Porto, and win the league, conceding about like three goals or whatever it was, deserves some props. I know he had unlimited resources, most money in the world. He wins it again, back to back after coming first, you know, in your first thing. And then, to be honest with you, Ferguson had the luck of basically landing Ronaldo and him and Rooney becoming the best two young players in the world. And then Ronaldo being the best player in the world. He was still amazing at that point, Alex Ferguson. But that's still not his best job. His best job is still the RVP year. Has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But he still bought the best player in the world, in the in the league by a fair distance like he he, he bought the best player in the world but how many in, times in the did, league of- did saf really do that they didn't do it that often and i and i get and uh, I- okay they bought okay listen they bought rvp from arsenal they bought carrick from spurs they bought berbatov well, i'm, from so, spurs. I'm saying like Rudy like a like Everton. a top 10 player in the world uh which which is I mean, like bought, fucking insane but like like united what they would do is kind of similar to what liverpool do now and that they buy the best premier league talent um that they think has high upside that's what united would do so think about carlos tevez oh yeah i mean he was rio yeah. ferdinand carrick like all of these players that came in who were really good for their teams but not the best players in the league yet. Alex Ferguson had he the had, He had the and, longevity and of some players that was ridiculous. Skulls had yeah. just absurd. Yeah. Skulls and Giggs had, had Giggs unbelievable well, like, yeah, longevity. Like, but I think we should probably wrap up that part, right? Because we're nearing 45. Yeah, so definitely. we should swing on over to my drama, I guess. Mine and St. Yes, Angelo's drama. How are you feeling <laughs> about uh, this title running? Well, you know it. Everyone, like, listen, I'll say this. 
I am always rooting for my club to win. And no matter the sport, right? My team to win. I, I always want them to. I'm not always there with the confidence because I need proof to have confidence. I don't I don't like blindfully just believe in things because I, I just don't think that's the way sports work and especially football. And with a race is tight. I'm feeling okay. I don't feel nervous on match day with anything because you know what? Like it's it's unlikely they probably lose it, right? Knock on wood. I, I it's kind of hard to see it happening because they would have to lose and Inter need to win both and interplay like these these matches against relegation sides. They play tomorrow against Juve in in the Coppa Italia final. So say that goes to 120 minutes, right? For example, they're dead tired. They look tired in a lot of these matches. For me, it's just like when I watch us play in these games and what we used to do is just choke it and throw these matches away if we were up or if we were down, we would never get back into it. We would stay shell-shocked, shell right? We went up one nothing on Sunday. Goal gets taken out because Tonali was correctly offside, right? Correct call. Then Verona go up one nothing. Again, Santa, you've heard Santangelo and I say this before. They lose that match all the time, right? Like even even Arsenal of, of this season too, right? When when Leeds when Leeds came back this past weekend and they scored that one goal, would you have say Arsenal for two to three years ago I, I, would they have drawn <laughs> that match, right? Even though they were up a man. I, I was there and I was Yeah, shitty. so exactly. So you still have that form of PTSD in the back of your head, right? So so you understand where I'm coming from with this. I kinda don't get the sense with this Milan side anymore. The, the way they've won some of these matches, the way that they're prepared and calm in these moments. And Pet, I got to be honest with you. I got to ask it as an uh, as for you as an outsider. Seeing two 22-year-olds like Tonali and, and, and Liao, they're spearheading this charge for the title. This hasn't been done in Serie A. I, I, I can't remember. This hasn't been done before in my lifetime where you have mm. two kids under the age of 23. And by the way, Tonali, like saying he's 22 is like kind of underselling it because he literally just turned 22 on Sunday. So he's really been 21 this entire time. I like how how can how can I not feel confident when everybody's healthy and there's two matches left. And the funniest part is the two teams of the past decade if we were to point out the biggest fucking thorn in our side outside of like the big teams like the Juve and the Inters, right? Which don't really count for me. It's been Atalanta and Sassuolo. They have the opportunity to just exercise those demons and win it. And and I think there's a good opportunity for that. I don't know if you agree with it because, like, I, I think the way these sides play in Atalanta and Sassuolo, they coincide well with what Milan want to do on the pitch instead of just a classic Italian Cagliari team that's just going to sit back and not want to allow anything and that have a that have a mm. that have a deep box that they got to break down because they don't have players like that that can break it down on, on on each side they're playing without a 10 and a right wing this whole season they're garbage players I, I don't understand how they're about to win this I don't yeah sometimes Sometimes it just happens, right? Like, listen, Brendan Rodgers was a slip away. I mean, from... he's a he's a fucking Luis Suarez cannibalism episode away from winning the title. That's really what it was. <laughs> he, he he's he's literally a you know. But but the thing is, like the the players that were in that team, yeah, right? that too. Like, I mean, I can bring it Go up right it. now, but they had Simon Mignolet in goal. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's a that's a poor Simon Mignolet right there. No, but you're right though. I mean, Suarez, Suarez, that that's still. Listen, I can't remember too much of Henri, like when I was younger, right? Because we didn't get too many matches like that. But that version of Suarez is still, I think, the best Premier League player I can remember. Maybe even RVP. Mm. RVP was fucking insane for both, like Arsenal and that. But, but like, listen, the stats for this season. You you want me to get up the stats for our number ten? Okay, and our number and our right winger and our starting right winger. Do you want to hear the amount of goals scored in the league? Please, okay. please do. Well, Junior Macias, I think this is uh, this is overall. These are two goals. Okay, well, Alexis Salamaker says two goals, and Brahim Diaz has where do you go? Four total. Okay, we got six goals right there. <laughs> Guys that are starting combined a ten and a right winger, and this team's about to win the title. And by the way, the the, the two strikers up top are a combined age of seventy six. It's pretty ridiculous, isn't it? I, I think it's insane. Pretty I, ridiculous. Like, this is, and in, in comparison, just to wrap this up, uh, to what betting odds, right, for for what it was prior to the season, just to put into context on how unlikely it were to have happened, they were a plus 1,400. They were right around the same odds as Roma, 
to start the season, which was unbelievable and incredibly disrespectful. In my opinion, it was just bullshit Mourinho stuff. Like, Pet, that Leicester City, for example, was still a lot higher than that. But this is actually going to be one of the biggest upsets in league title odds since Leicester City. It is. It actually is yeah. going to be out of the top five leagues. That's unbelievable. And... So I'm just, I was just laughing at the, um, <laughs> the, <which part? laughs> the lineup that Liverpool had. Mignolet, Flanagan, Agger, Skirtle, Glenn Johnson, Steven Gerrard, who was like fucking 34, whatever. Poor guy slipping. Henderson, Sterling, St- Sterling, Coutinho, Suarez, Sturridge, like fucking hell. Sturridge is... at Liverpool, incredibly <laughs> underrated. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. I still never understood man. it. But yeah, I mean, do you think we're going to win it? As I, you're probably just... I, I know you. I think you I, will do. I think you will do, yeah, yeah. I think you've got it. I just think there's an inevitability around some of the players now. Like, I, I think there's a... Yeah, there's an inevitability about the way Rafael Leao was I mean, how... past people. There's an inevitability around the goalkeeper and the two centre-backs. Theo Hernandez has basically gotten well, how, better uh, every game not, Again, season. not even I just still toot the horn yeah. of Kalulu. I was backing this guy for forever, like timeless, right? This fucking guy stepped in in the middle of a title race when they have no center backs, mind you, okay? And he steps in his first professional season as a center back, mainly. And this guy steps up. They've conceded two goals in since February. Unbelievable. Are you kidding me? And John Nellis is, is no. loving me for suggesting a Kalulu uh, <laughs> so rare card. So he's been doing he's been doing great with that. Yeah, I should have done the yeah, same. Well, yeah, too bad he didn't up. know anyone who liked him. Final question before we head out for you because I, I was i was thinking about this yesterday when i was making a tiktok um <laughs> rafael leal out of all the left wingers in the world how many are better than him right now would you say there's five better is he a top five left winger so i think luis diaz and mane better this season right and Vinny, yeah i would say who else if I, I'm, I'm maybe drawing blanks maybe maybe phil foden right if you want to call him like a traditional i, don't, I, don't, left I wouldn't cons- i wouldn't mean. consider him that i think he there's no way he's the same type of left winger that Liao is, right? Like he's not, he's no. not, he's not no, even no, on the no, left no, no. side as much. He plays a lot more central yeah. at times. I think he's definitely up there, right? I think he's dead. He's got to at least be top um, six. I don't, I, I can't imagine for the life of me. Like is Leroy Sané better than him this year? No, 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 no. no. Uh, anyone on United? No. Anyone on Chelsea? No. Anyone on Arsenal? No disrespect. No. Again, they they come from Liverpool. Are <laughs> the two ones? Yeah. Uh, there isn't. There's no one in Serie A that you could argue is. is there's not a chance anyone's a better one. And and dribbler. He's a top three dribbler in the world this season. I, how could you? How could we even argue that? His dribbling's unbelievable, you, isn't it? Have you ever? I I can't remember a player that makes it look so easy, in a long time. In uh, a long time. No, I really can't. It's have you seen like the the body faints and the most disgusting part is he crosses these in with his left foot. He's predominantly right footed, and no one talks about it. Yeah, no one talks about it. That's that's unbelievable. These are special, special player, special player. Do you think he'll resign? I think so. I think so. How could you not at this point? If new ownership's coming in, what are you going to do? Sell the best player that just helped you win your first league title in over a decade? They're not going to do it. I I think properly what. Jorge Mensch is doing is using leverage to his advantage. New ownership coming in, mm. player playing better than anyone in the league at this point, winning you a league title for one of the biggest clubs in the world. And there's a couple of years left on his contract. You give him the money that we want. And how are they going to say no? And and honestly, mm. I'm down to pay him. Why would you not want to pay him? Look at this. He's 22. Yeah, he's going to yeah, turn yeah. 23. I think he's going to have a, a significant impact on Portugal in this coming World Cup. Why? Why not? What? What's their opposed to that? And the scariest part is, Pat. I want to again. I know I keep saying last question. If they're doing this right now with this core at this age, prior to any major investments, mind you, right? Because they've been stricken by financial fair play, and they're about to get new owners. What would make you say that they can't win multiple league titles in a row? I, I don't get it. Like, if if Inter have to come up with seventy million euros worth of funds this summer is what's being reported, so they have to sell off more. Okay, Juve. I'm not overly convinced by them. I think they're going to do really fantastic in the league. No, they need a big. They need a big. I, I, I think so, but like the way they get results can't be looked past, and I don't think they're going to start the league as bad as they did this past season. But it's like, why can't Milan become a, a dynasty? Soon? 
I, I don't get why they can't. I mean, I can think of maybe, I don't know, Dybala going to Inter and staying fit the entire season. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think if that happens, like they'll probably win the league, right? Do you he's th- so like probably he's probably the best. So player in the league, so what right? would Milan so, have to add? So if they get Divac Origi, they get Sven Botman, they get Renato Sanchez. Two very good signings. They get Renato. They get Renato signing, Sanchez, yeah. right? They lose Cassie, but Yassine Adli comes in from uh, Bordeaux and he comes into the side. They get a proper right winger. Kalulu slots in at right back, and Liao is. Does he? Do, do you not get a new right back? I I there? think he goes to right back. Mazari. Um, the kid from Ajax who's headed to Bayern, I believe, oh, yeah, was yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the names that they were linked with. I, I, I think, I think they do that. But again, you win the title, you get all that money, you go into pot one in the Champions League. Say so you further progress, you have new ownership, you're cleared by FFP. I mean, r- as far as right wing goes, I don't know who they could add that would put the league beyond a reasonable doubt at this point. Musa Diaby. Yeah. Let's <laughs> probably cost seventy million euros. Cherokee. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I listen. My dream is to get one of the uh, North African um, ballers from the Premier League. It's either Ziyech <laughs> or Mares. If they get more, oh, like yeah, if, if it's possible to get Mares, they're winning the league. I'm sorry. How are they not mm. going to win the league with all those additions? What What about in the What about in the ten? Like, who do you <laughs> oh, think? Fuck, gonna... man. I don't know. I see. That's the interesting thing. Because is he gonna? Is Pioli going? And also, what about up front as well? Like, Slatan I think Slatan's gone if they win the league. Shiru has another year on his contract. If they get a Rigi, they sign Lasatish, who is that um, Red Star Belgrade player, who is yeah, only yeah, still yeah. a teenager, still very young. He's even younger than Jude Bellingham. I think he goes on loan. Um, so obviously, that's not someone who's going to play a part in that. I think Origi, again, a lot of people have a hard time in Serie A accepting this truth. Origi would fucking ball out in this league. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we we're seeing it with Tammy Abraham. Why Why are we not going to say Origi is getting a lot of shit, Pet, and you know this. I respect him as a player. Is he world-class? No. But he's in one of the most difficult sides to get minutes in in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard for him to look good uh, over the, and get consistent minutes. He's going to kill it here. I think he's... Like, would you, would you be shocked if Origi gets 15 league goals in Serie A next season? I wouldn't be shocked, no. But I think it's likely he gets about 10 to 13 10, is what I was thinking maybe. yesterday, yeah. which is which is fair enough. Before we go, I'm going to ask you Ooh. a question. So Arsenal obviously signed uh, Tomiyasu from Bologna yes. this summer. And he's been, I think, pound for pound, definitely the best signing in the Premier League. But arguably up there with I think with I think he, I think he was League. until like that whole weird situation. Yeah. When he got injured, yeah, double calf. That's but... Right. They've also been linked with Aaron I was Hitchett, I was saying Scottish. this guy should have gone to United. I made I made <laughs> I did it for 137. I like him and it just dude, like this is just one of those that like it makes all the sense in the world for a Premier League side to go and pick him up, right? Like what like what what are they sitting on and waiting for? It's not going to go to another club. So what is the question exactly? You think Arsenal would want to go for him or you want my opinion? Yeah, well I mean that's the that's the that's the link. Do you think he'd be a good fit? I listen. It's always difficult to project how these days, how certain Serie A players would adapt to the Premier League, right? Because we've kind of seen it a little inconsistent, right? Like, we've seen some success, some flops, and I think it's almost a guaranteed success rate from the Premier League to Serie A. And again, that's a coping thing that people need to accept. I don't know if he, he's 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 good enough to start right away, consistently, for a whole season. I I, mm. I don't think he would ta- I don't think he'd have to. It, it, but it's also a massive jump. And I like Tierney, by the way, too. So, like, it's... You're asking Tomiyasu was was a, I I think definitely better in my opinion than what Hickey is right now and he's st- and and Tomiyasu is one of the most versatile players in Europe in my opinion especially defenders for Hickey I think if you're able to rotate him in we're talking about eighteen to twenty five league appearances whether or not they're starts and mixed in with you know substitutes if Tierney is off a of form or there you guys make champions Injured, like, yeah so does. like. I think in that regard, yeah, Hickey's good enough. I think that's a good signing. And then you develop. Very two-fitted of it as well. And you you just let him develop, right? And I think that's such a great thing that Arsenal, I think Arsenal out of any side in the Premier League, and like, listen, I think there's like levels to it for what Liverpool's done, but I think Liverpool has had, they're more finished products when they purchase their players these days, as opposed to what Arsenal's doing, right? Because you guys are doing more of a developmental job with some of these guys as opposed to Liverpool. Like, Luis Diaz is more of a complete player than Arsenal signed in years, right? Mm. Like, you guys have had to develop 
Martin Odegaard a little bit more than what he was at Sociedad, right? He wasn't exactly what he is right now. No. Like, he, the amount that he's improved over these past couple of years has been immense. And even though he was great at Sociedad, don't get me wrong. But mm. I, th- I think it's the perfect type of player that you go after. And I think you can finish top four again is the goal for you guys next year. So I think I think Hickey helps you accomplish that again. I I, th- I think you I think you can get it. I I don't know when, but are you who are you going for a striker? Because I keep on seeing Darwin Nunes as uh, I, so it's just Jesus. Well, I think it's gonna be Gabby Jesus and then one other Tammy. Tammy. I don't think so. Is well, I don't know, like. He said, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Mourinho came out and said, oh, if he wants to go back to England, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Arsenal have been scouting him for like years. I, I It would cost like 50 million quid, but I think it would happen. I think it might cost. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be sure. It would be more. Could I think more. it could be more. But like, yeah. Roma's we'll pretty good at we'll selling. They've done it a lot. <laughs> yeah, they sold Rudiger for 30, Addison for 65. I mean, listen, I'll say this. It's really... Interesting to see what's going to happen with Chelsea because mm. I would say this, Pat. Would you think that Roman would have triggered that clause that has Tammy the ability to go back to Chelsea, which is around seventy? Yeah, so million I think euros, it's around it? eighty yeah. million. Yeah, I think Roman would have considered it if Tammy would have like get over twenty goals next season. Yeah, and and look, I think I think if Chelsea still had unlimited funds, they might try and go back for Mark Guayhi or for Tamori, or they'd probably bring back Livramento. But at the end of the day. Like they're gonna, that they are a club that has been running at an operating loss of like nine hundred thousand quid a week, which is like, you know, just under fifty million pounds a year. Stop saying so they're, they're gonna, gonna get some Mori back. Come on, they're not. But like no, I'm just maybe. saying, maybe no, okay, no, no. I'm, no, no, I'm just saying. No, of course. Like they it's come natural. with like fifty-five million pounds. No, it's only natural. I mean, we'll right? see how they operate. Yeah, yeah. The I'll I'll tell you this for for whatever listeners are out there. English wise, right? Because of of they're probably interested in how the Los Angeles Dodgers are run. I'll say this. They will put their money where their mouth is when they feel like they have an opportunity to make a move. So in other words, if they see like a player that they love for a, a fee that they are okay with paying, so like say sixty million for Tamori, just throwing a random figure out there, they're gonna do it. And I think Todd Bowley is going to end up doing that. Will he do what Roman mm. did, like with the Kai Havertz summer? I doubt it. I, I don't. I don't. I kind of don't see that happening. I just don't see that's how they operate. I think they're going to be a lot smarter about the way they do things. And who knows what Marina's job is going to entail? Like, is she going to stay? I don't know. So it's a lot of things that are going to be up in the air. Yeah. Just don't pay 150 for Declan Rice because it's not even worth 100. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Right, let's wrap it up there. Thank you very much, everyone, for <laughs> listening. This went on long. At first, we were like, should we just do like a 20-minute episode? An hour, obviously. Um, if you guys enjoyed that, please do leave a review on all of the places that you listen. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll have more State of Play for you. We don't know when, <laughs> is the honest answer. Thank you very much, Martina. And I've been your host, Pep Parisha. Bye.